Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Businesses can't afford to put capability building on hold during the pandemic. Whether the effort is reskilling at the business unit level or company-wide aspirational transformation, companies can't just hit the pause button on critical workplace learning. Digital and virtual learning programs were already on the rise before the COVID-19 pandemic. And as a result of COVID restrictions, we've seen a big jump in the adoption of e-learning programs. Beyond tactical steps, there are strategic measures such as exploring alternative digital learning strategies that managers can develop now during this time of social distancing. And the stronger learning capabilities that emerge will stand as a positive long-term outcome from this current very difficult period. In this HR Chat episode, I'm joined by Alexandra Connell, co-founder of Pluma, the first customizable platform for online and group coaching. Pluma's professional development and online coaching program has helped a variety of big name brands such as Sephora and Dropbox by pairing employees of all levels one-on-one with a leadership coach. Alexandra, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. So beyond my reintroduction there, Alexandra, why don't you tell our listeners a wee bit more about yourself, your career history, and how you came to Pluma? Sure. Sounds great. So exactly, I am the co-founder and CEO of Pluma. We've been in business about four years, um, and the origin for the idea around Pluma was really um, thinking about how we could make executive level coaching more accessible within organizations. And I had had a role prior to founding Pluma where I was the chief of staff to the COO of a company that had just gone public um, here in the Bay Area. And we had a bit of a cultural mismatch because upon going public, uh, the company started hiring in senior executives rather than bringing more junior people up who were the people who had gotten the company from someone's garage to IPO. And so um, there became an initiative. uh, We were noticing our culture change significantly and not for the good by bringing in these senior leaders um, who had expectations around, uh, you know, infrastructure and support in terms of, you know, not doing some of their own work, et cetera, that really didn't fit with our culture. And then also um, not as keen towards, fast failure and some of the things that had made the uh, technology platform so successful where I was working at the time. And so um, my boss at the time, the COO, tasked me with figuring out how to bring up the more junior people so they could take on these more senior leadership roles rather than us hiring people in. And I really looked at the space and what was available from workshops and seminars to online classroom, you know, curriculum and content. And there wasn't a lot out there that would have long-term impact that was reasonable from a budgetary perspective. And the thing that I kept getting asked for by people in the organization was if they could have an executive coach. But each executive coach was, you know, around $20,000, which was completely infeasible for, you know, hundreds of of junior or new managers within the organization, especially, you know, once we've gone public and you're reporting your financials quarterly, it's really hard expense to justify at that scale. And so started thinking about and then eventually with my co-founder, Sam Cabral, really got into the weeds of 
why the coaching marketplace was priced the way that it was and realize that most executive coaches are charging such high amounts because as sole proprietors, as small business operators, it's very hard to drive their own utilization. So, you know, maybe 20 or 30% of their time is full. The rest is spent on doing their own business development and marketing. And so as we've built out Pluma and as we've scaled Pluma, we've been really committed to maintaining the coach quality at an executive level, even though we may be working with anyone from a high potential individual contributor or new manager, all the way up to VPs within organizations. Everyone really should be having that executive quality experience. And we've just been able to make it more scalable and more cost effective by removing the coaches need to do that sales and marketing on their own, putting in place a lot of technology that helps deliver the services and measure impact of the services and makes the admin super easy for organizations that we work with and just really sort of ties it all together into something that you can deploy for hundreds or even thousands of employees at once. Okay, thank you very much. Let's talk a little bit more about Pluma then. So you you mentioned uh, Sam Cabral uh, earlier on there in, in your answer. It was it was it was you and Sam who who, who founded Pluma, and, and you you set out a path to disrupt traditional leadership development by by leveraging technology, countless interviews with L and D professionals, and a network of thought leaders at Harvard. You developed a cost-effective and turnkey solution for for developing leaders and developing leaders from from a more junior level, which I fully support. I think you guys are awesome. So tell me a bit about it and what sets you apart. The sort of key things that make Pluma unique. Um, the first I touched on a bit earlier. Um, this commitment to executive quality coaching for leaders at any level. So, you know, just because you're more junior doesn't mean you somehow have lower standards for this person that you're going to be working with over the course of multiple months that's going to be really impactful in terms of how your career develops, right? So you really do need to have a high coach quality, no matter who you're addressing as the end user for the platform. And that's something that really sets us apart is our commitment to this executive quality coaching level. Um, The second piece that we always emphasize is how our platform has been built to be customizable. So we're a turnkey solution, we're a scalable solution, but we really recognize the importance of making sure that everything related to the coaching experience within an organization is aligned with the values and culture of the organization. And so a platform, lots of vendors all across HR often come in with their own models and definitions and say, okay, well, this is what you have to use because we do the same thing for everyone. It's a very cookie cutter approach. Instead, we come in and we actually make it possible for the entire coaching experience to be customized to the behaviors that are most important for a given organization to drive forward with coaching. Because our coaching really focuses on two aspects, perspective building, so making sure that I see myself and Uh, I see how others see me because that's a key piece of management and leadership and then behavior change. So whatever it is that I'm going to choose to work on, whether it's emphasizing a strength I already have or an area for improvement that I want to work on, really making sure that we're driving impact there, not just in my own perspective, but in the perspective of those around me. And that's why the 360 piece of our platform is also really critical. And so we could always come into an organization and say, hey, we only work on these five behaviors. They're defined fairly generically. And, you know, here you go. And it would be fairly easy to, to show impact if you kind of 
use a behavior that you were already defining before you ever even talked to a given organization. Instead, we come in and we say, what's most important to you all? And perhaps even what's most important to you all at each level of leader within the organization. So we often customize the experience um, in multiple different ways for different levels within a given organization. We work closely with Adobe and actually have five different tracks um, for the coaching behaviors based on the levels that people are at within the organization, within Adobe, and what successful leadership looks like at each of those levels within the company. And then the third piece is our transparency and utilization. So I think there's a temptation when you scale a product um, to really treat it like a technology, a pure technology product. And so a lot of um, players in our space try and take an approach where the, they assume that everyone will start coaching at the exact same time and everyone will expire coaching at the exact same time. And it's like a subscription to, you know, a content platform. And the problem is most organizations don't necessarily have everyone who they want to have coaching ready on the exact same day. And not everyone moves at the exact same pace. And so acting like coaching is a technology platform alone without that sort of human component to it really does a disservice to the experience overall. And so the way that we manage the licenses and the seats on our platform ensures that everyone who works with us does a full six months of coaching with their coach, regardless of when their organization um, starts the work. And that's a really key component to making sure that the product is getting utilized and it's having as much impact as it can possibly have. Perfect. Thank you. Now tell me about Pluma's experienced coaches. Um, I, I guess they're absolutely in, integral to everything you do, right? They're, 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 their experience, their knowledge and, and how they impart that is absolutely key. Who are they and what are their credentials? When you think about scaling the coaching experience, you can kind of go two ways with it. You can um, try and make coaching uh, cheaper by using less experienced coaches or you can try and make coaching more cost-effective by giving more work to more experienced coaches. And Pluma is decidedly in the latter camp, which is to say we only work with executive level coaches, but we try and give them extra utilization to make the experience more cost-effective. So all of our coaches have to have ACC credentials with the ICF or higher, which means they've gone through extensive training as well as they have extensive coaching hours experience. In addition to the credentials with the ICF, all of our coaches must have at least 10 years of operational leadership experience within industry. So that's something really unique compared to other platforms which is that we want the coaches that we provide to leaders to have been there and done that to a certain extent. They need to be really credible as, um, as advisors, as uh, consultants, as partners in the development process. And so it's crucial that they have that business expertise of their own. And then the final piece is that all of our coaches need to um, have at least 250 hours of paid coaching experience. So in addition to the credentials uh, and the uh, work experience, they need to be expert level coaches. And so with the combination of all of those pieces, having the credentials, having the business experience, and actually having gone out and done the coaching work extensively, our coaches really tend to be 
um, at that executive level with their own private practices. They're all full-time executive coaches, so they have their own companies that they do coaching out of and then partner with us for additional clients um, and organizations. And that's definitely a key and very powerful piece of, of the overall puzzle um, that Pluma offers to organizations. Pluma's global reach ensures that there's a great experience for all, meaning that organizations can have hundreds coached, not just a handful with Pluma's turnkey digital solution. How is the use of Pluma scalable for organizations? Can you, can you just go into a bit more detail around that? Two of the most important pieces of being scalable for uh, a, an enterprise size organization, Fortune 1000, which are the typical organizations that we work with, or at least organizations with thousands of employees, are that you have to be cost effective to be able to be used across all of those employees, and you have to be easy to administer because it can't take you know multiple full-time employees to run the platform, right? And so those are the two elements that we focus on um, in delivering value to our organizational partners. So in terms of being cost effective, we're able to do that by really not costing much more than the workshops or seminars or other programs that organizations already had in place. We fit very nicely into most L&D budgets um, with our organizational partners. And then from an admin perspective, we have not only an extremely intuitive user interface for the end user, for the coachee, the person that's being coached, but we also have an enterprise dashboard that our HR partners use to oversee all of their programmatic efforts with Pluma. And so with the click of a button, they can look at all of the activity that's happening on the Pluma platform. They can find themes. They can see the impact. And that's really crucial to make sure that it doesn't take a ton of time to implement on the organization side as well. From what you've seen, how is how is coaching and L and D being being hit by the the COVID nineteen pa- pandemic? Talk to me a bit about the the disruption to employees' lives. Okay, they've they've got so many other things going on right now. Of course, you know um, you've got a lot of people, for example, who are having to manage caring for their children while working from home. How how has that impacted the the appetite and and the consumption levels of of coaching sessions online? It's definitely gone up. We've seen significant growth. You know, 2020 was double, uh, more than double the um, the contract signed, uh, contracts than we had in, in 2019. So uh, as opposed to other industries, um, we saw significant growth in 2020. I think, you know, in terms of how the pandemic has impacted individual employees at organizations, it's been overall negative. Um, which is why our platform has been in greater demand. There's need for additional support. There's need for additional guidance. There's need for someone to talk to because you're having less interaction in your day-to-day because you're not going to the office. There's also been huge strategic adjustments that have needed to be made. Um, And so there's been a ton of pressure on employees who suddenly had budgets cut or budgets shifted or entire go-to-market strategies changed, you know, in a matter of weeks. And so the kind of support that coaching can offer, that's not just emotional support, but also strategic support, innovation support, because our coaches are expert, you know, business uh, business thinkers as well, has been really powerful for helping employees and helping organizations stay nimble throughout the pandemic. Um, because I think that's the other theme, right? There wasn't just 
you know, hey, we found out, we realized the pandemic was here to stay and there was one shift that was needed. There's actually been ongoing shifts that have been needed. Each month brings its own new set of challenges, whether it's, you know, we're working from home a bit to we're working from home officially to our kids can't go to school anymore to how are we rolling out the vaccine to are people going to be coming back into the office? Uh, are people moving? A lot of people have moved because of the pandemic um, and their work becoming entirely remote. So there have been a lot of shifts over the past year. And I think that, you know, coaching has been a really crucial service for organizations to be able to offer to help employees manage all of those shifts, you know, over the course of what ended up, you know, so far, what has ended up being an entire year. Okay. Now, as part of my homework, uh, I, I was all over your website, getting getting a sense of who you guys are. And, and uh, you, you've got a use case on, on your website uh, featuring Sephora. And your, your customized executive coaching program allows their participants to select behavioral change areas most pertinent to, to their work. Tell me a bit about how Sephora's leaders gravitated towards sessions around thinking more strategically and fostering innovation. How did those sessions help their team? So what we were looking at with Sephora, a huge a huge portion of the participants we were working with were um, store managers or district managers. So they were leaders who were working through the closing of stores and the reopening of stores uh, during the time that they were receiving coaching with Pluma. And so the behaviors that they chose to focus on were really about, you know, how to how to think strategically about all of the changes they were facing, you know, how to repurpose employees, how to shift their goals to e-commerce, how to think through all of those components, and then how to be innovative in their approach, right? So um, what are some things that they could be doing differently because what they were doing in 2019 uh, in person just wasn't going to cut it. And so it was an extremely valuable resource for those leaders to have because they were so affected as retail operators by the pandemic. And Sephora has done a really nice job of moving, you know, moving as many um, as many of the things as they can move to e-commerce. You know, they already had a thriving e-commerce business. And then they've also done an amazing job in their reopening process, ensuring that employees have been safe paring down the services they offer in store to make sure that they're able to do the social distancing. All of that was enabled by giving these leaders partners and their coaches to think through all of the things that they needed to have in mind as they managed this experience. Prior to the pandemic, Alexandra, online coaching, it was expanding, but many organizations were perhaps mixing such programs with in-person experiences as well. COVID-19, of course, has forced a, a big shift in that but do you think it's going to revert after the pandemic or do you think the mainstay will be online e- e-learning um, once we're back into whatever the new normal will be at that stage I think we've seen a structural shift across nearly everything within organizations to being uh, online or being virtual or at least having an online or virtual option it's going to take a long time for everybody to feel comfortable being in person. And as long as there's, you know, one person who's not comfortable being in person, then even if you're organizing an in-person event, you still have to have that online or remote option in place, right? And so I think organizations will continue to gravitate towards solutions that have that from the get-go, rather than requiring that to be built in as an add-on, that sort of remote optionality. 
Um, and, you know, especially what we're seeing in terms of uh, if relocations, employees moving away from headquarters, um, or and as well our business partners, a lot of them noticing that they're getting just as much efficiency from employees who are working from home than coming into the office, especially because, you know, by removing the commute in areas, especially, you know, the Bay Area or New York area, um, that takes a lot of time and stress off of employees. Uh, and so I think that there's not really going to be a huge push to go back to the way things were before because it represents time and cost savings to nearly everyone to do it the way that, that we're doing it. You may see organizations repurpose certain funds. So what they might have spent on leases and, you know, lunch, catered lunches and things like that, they may put into learning and development, um, home office, you know, setups. Perhaps even helping employees with childcare as they'll be working from home more. They might need more flexible childcare routines and things like that. But I definitely think it's a structural shift. I, I don't think that um, you'll see a lot of organizations trying to get back to what they were doing in 2019. Alexandra, you're not going to believe this, but we are already coming towards the end of this particular HR chat. Two more questions for you for today. And uh, the last question will be just in terms of how we can connect with you so I, I, i'd like this next question to kind of be a bit of a summary about what we've spoken about so far uh, kind of leaving our our listeners with some final thoughts hr teams can get overwhelmed by a plethora of learning programs across levels and geographies should they focus their uh, focus on them the most pressing l d needs first and then scale up initiatives that can be personalized such as coaching where on earth do they start yeah, I think that we're definitely already seeing a trend with a lot of our partners to pare down the number of vendors that they work with, especially as they look for mostly digital solutions and shy away from the in-person stuff. It's very attractive to find a few providers that can do everything rather than have, you know, 30 different digital solutions to deliver one aspect of your program. And so I would say definitely focus on the most pressing issues that your employees have and the solutions that are the most scalable and the most comprehensive for solving them. So one of the things that I think is super powerful about coaching is that um, there is a big initiative in the marketplace right now around how to support um, D&I initiatives within organizations. So supporting underrepresented employees, um, getting rid of unconscious bias, all of those components. And sometimes there's a tendency to try and create totally separate programs driving at those issues. And one of the things that's really powerful about coaching is that because you're working with someone one-on-one -on, -one on the behaviors that are the most relevant to them, within the Pluma platform, you can cover all of those issues at the same time as covering more traditional leadership development topics. So we work really hard to make sure that when organizations come to us, for example, with a lens towards DNI, the experience that they're giving to employees, whether they're underrepresented or not, is the same in terms of quality and in terms of breadth of focus. So we don't make assumptions about an individual participant just because they might be a member of a certain employee resource group. Each participant can ask for the expertise that they'd like their coach to have and choose the specific behaviors that they themselves want to work on. And that ensures that while they're getting their unique and individual needs addressed, there aren't any assumptions being made just because they happen to be part of one or multiple communities. And we found that to be super important to a scalable solution is that you need to address 
multiple topics at once. And coaching is uniquely uh, positioned to be able to do that within organizations. Okay. And just finally for today, how can our listeners connect with you? So whether that's through LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, Facebook, maybe you want to share your email address, maybe you're super cool, way cooler than me and you're all over TikTok. And also how can they learn more about all, all the awesome work happening over at Pluma? They can always visit our website, which is www.pluma.co. Um, and of course, if they have any questions, they can email us at hello at pluma.co. Um, if you visit our website, you'll be able to uh, sign up for a demo or download some of our case studies, the Sephora case study that we talked about earlier, as well as the case study that we have with Biomarin, a, a large pharmaceutical company, a biotechnology company that may be of interest. So those are the best ways to get in touch. And of course, following us on LinkedIn, we're posting daily uh, uh, at Pluma-Inc uh, to be able to see uh, any blog posts or other other information or content we put up. So listeners are out there and they're like, oh man, I didn't, I didn't get all those details in time. Don't worry. Don't worry, listeners, that they'll be in the show notes. Hey, Alexandra, that just leaves me to say for today, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the HR Chat Show. Thank you. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working and please do continue to stay safe. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.